Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher. My name is Mr. Buttworth. The topic for today is what you would like to be when you grow up. You, over there in the jean shirt, what you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a police officer. All right, that's a pretty good profession. You over there in that black shirt, what you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a fireman. All right, that's a pretty good profession, too. Hey, you in the back with those French braids. What's your name? My name is Snoop. All right, Snoop. What you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Goofs and Gambles. I'm sitting here with Joe. We are back for week two, episode number two. How are yes, you doing, Yes, sir. Bud? I am doing very good. I had a very long weekend. Yeah, uh, welcome back, man. How's the, that first night back from the Sunday travel. was rough. Sunday was rough? Sunday was rough. Uh, when we finally left the casino, it was like, it's basically like 3.08 or something in the morning. And if you had asked me right then, like what time it was, I thought it was like eleven forty-eight. <laughs> like they were just like, uh, yeah, it's kind of late. And I thought they were just trying to get me off the, the table because they were done playing. No, it actually was late. <laughs> That's the dangerous part of casinos. You can't see the sunlight outside. You can't tell time. Time doesn't really exist. It's kind of like that Interstellar movie. The best or the better part was, you know, a couple of my friends they wanted some money. I was down just a little bit, which I mean, you go to a casino, that's that's a win basically. Um, and we we had some fun. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to the casino since the pandemic, but they have glass boards basically, right? Uh, almost like a little hockey rink around the tables, right? And everybody's got their own little cubby, and it's like it's see through, so, but you know, you're making like the don't cheat on my ch- test jokes and stuff like that with the people who are looking over at you. Uh, and myself and my buddies, uh, Mike and Bihau, we were, uh, we went on a little run there and, uh, not, not caused a scene because, uh, Tampa hard rock is so big. You really, I don't know what you could do to cause a scene in that casino cause it is massive, but we went on a little run and we had some fun with it. We were, uh, <laughs> Every time we all won, we would like pound on the glass like it was like an NHL game. Jesus. <laughs> like I, we, I'm, if I'm, I'm kicking your ass out in seconds. <laughs> the dealer loved it. Um, you know, I started a couple of like quack, quack, quack uh, type Christ. of uh, jokes at the table. And, you know, we're just hammered on a Saturday night having fun uh, at a blackjack table living the dream. So, well, sounds like you're really living the name. Goofing. Yes. And gambling. We were Jesus. goofing and gambling in that moment. Uh, well. But oh, it was fun. Fun so weekend. You were only down just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I bought in with like two hundred. Ended up uh, basically losing like two hundred total. I mean, when you go into Dave and Buster's, it's like the adult <laughs> version, right? Do you ever really walk out with your twenty dollars in game tickets back or game card back? No, that's definitely not. See, and this is where we learned some addictions, right? Yeah. It all starts at Dave and Buster's, Chuck E. Cheese, everything like that. Well, that's what I, you know, my line of work. I like to think that I'm, you know, uh, the gateway to casinos. You basically are, man. Let me tell you how my weekend went. One, pretty actually eventful. Went to the Express game. Oh, okay. Dallas Keuchel started for the Express. Okay. I saw Josh Young hit another set of two home runs. Keuchel balled out, didn't he? Keuchel balled out. He pitched seven innings. Looked like an absolute ace. Like I thought he, I saw that. Not yeah. often you get to see a World Series Cy Young winner at your local AAA team. That is true. 
But yeah, pretty eventful. And then I had the worst gambling beat of probably my life. Actually, hold on. Did you see Stanley from The Office? No, that was Pretzel Night a few months. That was about two weeks ago. Oh, okay. I thought that was the the same weekend. Unfortunately. Unfortunately not. No, but let me tell you about the worst gambling beat of my entire life. UFC. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the best part about this was you put your bets on there, right? And you're usually pretty good with UFC. Uh and also, like, I know who Usman is. I know he's he's dominant. I made, a, like, a mental note of, like, all right, I got to go back later because I think I saw him when I was on the golf course. And I was like, later, I'm going to go back and bet these. Didn't didn't remember at all. <laughs> Thanks, Joe, <laughs> that is probably the best mistake you've ever made in your life. Now, here's the thing. I didn't do terrible throughout the card. I kind of made up and down, basically, like you were saying, breaking even. Yeah. But I was so confident in Usman. I parlayed him with every single bet I made that day. <laughs> That's what I figured. I parlayed him with Rangers money line, which was just absolutely insane plus money. I parlayed him with Oakland Athletics team totals. I was I was doing every <laughs> DGN move you possibly could. Now I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's a pretty relaxed night. I'm there sitting in with my buddy. We're on his couch. Just his wife just went to bed. It's getting late. You know. Is Andy? No. Oh okay. But we're watching. Had a little old-fashioned that he made, a little smoking machine. Oh. Life was good. I'm watching. I'm bored. Hey, this is a classic Usman fight that's going to go the distance. I literally look at my phone, and I was trying to calculate how much money I was about to collect. <laughs> and then you hear the magical, ooh, ooh, like one of those noises that every person <laughs> use that watches these fights hears. It's just that noise. And it literally looked up, and I thought, oh, hopefully Usman did it. See Usman on the ground, his oh, soul's no. out of his body. Then oh, immediately no. my soul went out of my own body, <laughs> looking down on myself, just like saw my face turn white, whiter than it already is. Absolutely devastating. One of the worst beats of my life. Ouch. I am sorry you had to go through that. I didn't have any semblance of time because we were doing like a 12 guy like dinner thing. And I just remember at some point in the casino looking at my phone and seeing the Twitter Joe Rogan reaction clip, but everyone was just focused on his reaction to it because it was so amazing. It was like an eight-second clip. I didn't even think about who it was. I just thought it was like a random UFC fight kind of thing. And then like the next morning, I woke up and I was in the airport, and I was like, oh, wait, shit. I was like... Yeah, oh, shit. I've, I've never seen 17 straight bets just go in the trash. I, I mean, I've a, definitely done that before. I had a three-team EPL parlay, still intact. I was about to pay bills, about to pay the mortgage. I was counting up all the crazy amounts. Like, I was already planning, and that's, you know what? That's gambling. That's life. Yeah. But only one way to win that money back is by keep gambling. That is correct. Or just stop and just get a hard well, that's, that's, that's just kind of lame. You know, uh, there's there's numbers you can call if you want to do that thing. Um, we don't have those numbers. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm pretty sure when that lost, my phone auto dialed the 1-800-GAMBLER number. Just, <laughs> God damn it, Siri knows everything. Well, uh, I just got a text on the way here that uh, apparently uh, Joe Biden's about to forgive 10K of student debt uh, tomorrow or announce it. Oh. Why stop there? Why not forgive 10K of gambling debt? You know what? I don't get into politics. And but hey. I Can we run on that platform? I, I, I vote. <laughs> I, would, I would actually go up and vote. Yes, I would 100% also go on that. All right. So 
Good news is we. It is what Tuesday, August twenty third. We're four days away from football. Is it from college football? College football starts this Saturday. College football starts this Saturday. It's oh boy. the lovely week zero. Now, up to you. We can start off with our football predictions. College football playoff four, Heisman's, any kind of games like that. Which would which way would you like to go? Well, I want to hear your best case scenario. <laughs> as as a Texas fan. As a UT fan, give me your best case and your worst case. And let, well, let's figure out what's the most, which way the are we leaning? My best case is probably going to be in my future bets. So okay. I don't want to spoil too much. Okay. But two losses this year. Okay. No, no way, no conceivable way, even in your wildest dreams right now, that UT could run the table. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, Joe. <laughs> I do have some absolutely outlandish college football playoff picks and i'm gonna take biasy out of it too i'm gonna be as a realistic human being here i don't people who have not met you know that i would not describe you as a realistic human being do you want me to go through my college football four right now yes so my number one seed at the when this all start starts alabama of course nothing creative there nothing nothing creative just write it in pretty you don't even got a pencil it just write it in yep number two ohio state Okay. Cool that. They just got the new defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State. I think its name is uh, Jim. What is it? Jim Knowles. Jim Knowles has been an absolute problem for UT for the last, or just the Big Twelve for the last couple of years. I know that sounds kind of oxymoronish, but (laughs) defense in the Big Twelve. I know, but he's absolutely done wonders for them. Okay. So that's why I have Ohio State as number two, my number three seed. This is where things get spicy. Notre Dame football. Pass. I have a reason to believe and see. At Shark Tank, I just said for these reasons, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go I'll go into a little bit more in depth why I think that could happen. Because okay. honestly, guys, after the first and second seed, who really gives a shit? Now, I would like to point out that so far you've named three teams and two of those teams play week one or week two. That's why I picked them. Interesting. And I'll explain. You think people want to see the rematch? I think Notre Dame loses the first game, and then they go on a win-out streak in the regular season. I think they beat Clemson. I think they beat USC, which are both highly touted, highly ranked teams. Okay. I like the – I like that, honestly, my reason why I still love this Notre Dame team, I don't really love them. I don't think they're going to go farther than the playoffs. But at the end of the day, I think that's the 11 and one team. They're easily a third seed, and everybody's going to be talking. Well, they lost to Ohio State. That was Week One. Ohio State's our number two team. Right. The only team that's beat them is the number two team in the country. I think they're an in. Does Notre Dame get in with two losses? No, absolutely not. So if USC beats them, if like you know the other team. If they lose twice or USC beats them, uh, Clemson beats them, yeah, they're out. Clearly. One okay. of those will kill that dream. And you go on, hey, they might have a really nice Fiesta Bowl or toast, like Sugar Bowl. But that's why so I... So right now you have one SEC, one technically ACC, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. So who's, who's number four? This is where... A little bit of biasm comes out. <laughs> Please say UT. Please do it. 
I have Texas as the four seed, and here's Incredible. why. Let's pretend in a situation. But you I'll... just, but, but you just said the best case scenario for Texas is ten and two. Yeah, I'm gonna bring that up. That's this is a little bit of a pipe dream. Now, once again, my college football playoff four is absolute bullshit because I only I don't think that there should be four teams in the playoffs. Is Arch starting as a true freshman? That'll be next year. He's still a senior in high school. Oh, duh. I don't know. What but we did just announce that Quinn Ewers is our starter. Oh, right. Quinn, uh, five-star Quinn. He looks like an absolute stud. His hair alone just deserves a Heisman. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, I see this team only really losing to Alabama. Here's what's probably going to happen in my mind. Did you lose to Kansas last year? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just make no, sure. No, no, hey, no. Hey, keeping me humble here. Now, once again, pipe dream. There should really only be two teams or eight teams in the playoffs. So I'm making up my last third seed and fourth seed. Okay. Just for funs. Just for giggles. Okay. But here's why I think Texas could accidentally end up in the uh, playoff format. I think they'll lose to Bama. Let's say, just coincidentally, they lose by, let's say they cover, right? Right now, week two, Texas is a seven-point dog to Alabama. Let's say Texas only loses by ten points. Can we bet that already? Yeah, but you can actually. <laughs> okay. So if you want to go Great. to the books here in a little bit. But let's say let's just say in a weird world, okay. Texas hangs in there. It would be a weird It looks world. close. Okay. okay. They're gonna beat Oklahoma. Sure. I mean they're gonna beat Okie State. That. I'd root for that. Our end year game is Baylor. Now this is where the Big Twelve's weird because we play every single team. If we beat Baylor, we will most likely play Oklahoma or Baylor again in the championship. Those are my kind of predictions. Really? Which would be like a two week to two weeks later. Okay. It'll be at Jerry Jones World. I think this team could be good enough to beat both of those teams twice in one year. And I think when you look at the committee and the, what they look at, I truly think that's going to be enough to put us at the four seed. If fucking Cincinnati can get in last year on an undefeated bullshit year... Why can't Texas go in on a one win, one Sorry, loss just year? To, uh, to be clear, undefeated bullshit, meaning they never lost to anybody, so it's bullshit. But they never played anybody. Fair. But no. uh, yeah. undefeated. I mean, you, you led with the undefeated. So, okay. They're, they're in a non-Power 5 conference. By the way, that will never happen again. I think the committee has learned that there will never be a Power 5 conference ever again. Well, well it's probably a non-Power 5 conference in the actual Another class. few years, it's probably only going to be three conferences anyways. So. Now, just to kind of go over this, because okay. I already looked it up. By the way, you have to scroll down to find Texas odds on this list. But to make the playoffs, Texas is a plus 900, 9-1 to odds to make the playoffs. And you play A&M every year, right? We do not play A&M. We haven't played A&M in like 10 years. Who does A&M play for their big rivalry game? That's LSU, which SEC. The one where they do all the crosses and the whole crazy thing. Look, I don't want to get into Aggie stuff. They piss me off. Um, absolutely. I don't. They ruin Thanksgiving for me by leaving to be think that they're better to join the SEC. Only for you to join the SEC a few years later. Yeah, we're following. Yeah. But okay. back to what I was saying. Texas, plus 900 to make the playoffs. Note to Dame football. Plus 1,500. Well, we talked about best case, worst case. My worst case scenario is there, right there. It's Miami Hurricanes at plus 900. It's kind of weird to see that Miami and Texas are equals on this. 
it's weird to see them in the top 10 of being the favored. All right, Joe. Uh, I'm very worried about this Miami team this year. Hey, they're back. We can pay players now, whoa, Joe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's really annoying. They have a billionaire who just funds everything. Yeah, I'm sorry. Although I actually respect the billionaire because when he when he books all these random people for these uh, NIL deals, he says, all right, you're signing this, and we will never renegotiate. And then someone came back and tried to rene- renegotiate, and it was a really good recruit, and they wanted to keep him. He said, no, that's not that's not the precedent I'm setting. <laughs> By the way, I just did it. If you parlay all four of those teams, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, mm-hmm. plus 28,000. That's 280 to one? Yep. To parlay all four of those together. But aren't they all four in the top ten? Alabama, who was it? Ohio State? Then we got Notre Dame and Texas. Where's Notre Dame? Right here. 15 to 1. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll just say 28, 280 to 1. Really? Yeah. So it's really high. I mean, you have to get all four correct. Does that ever... Type in $5 right there. 5 bucks. Wins you basically $1,400. Yeah, 280 to 1. I mean, I'll call that my scratch-off ticket I get at the gas station every morning. That's true. That's my style of bet right there. That's probably better odds. Yeah, I agree. So, Joe, what is your four? So, obviously Alabama, and I lean towards Ohio State. No surprises there. It's just completely fine. Uh, I am going to go with my other two teams being... I think I'm going to lean with give me Utah and then give me this is an emotional hedge here give me the Miami Hurricanes okay hey I get it not nearly as good odds as what I have no hey this is probably more likely 120 to 1 not bad so Honestly, just from what I'm seeing, six to one odds for Utah to make the college football playoffs. Miami plus nine hundred. So just you're more of an ACC guy, correct? Are we are we sold on Clemson? Or are we just do we not like Clemson this year? I don't think they're that um, good. This year. From an athlete standpoint, Clemson's still Clemson, but from a people that I'm scared of standpoint, I'm not. They don't have a Travis Etienne or a Trevor Lawrence. Um, they don't have any, uh, you know, that kind of playmaker that I know of, at least. Um, but again, my my research is not very big on, on Clemson. I'm a little worried about Miami, mainly because if Tyler Van Dyke turns out to be the the real deal, and Mario Cristobal can not make the mistakes that like Manny Diaz or um, who was the old Georgia coach. Before Kirby Smart, I'm having an absolute brain fart there. I can't think of his name, but the, that that same guy, uh, you know, they made a lot of mental mistakes um, that played out really well, and uh, I'm very worried as a Florida well, State fan that that's not going to continue. So yeah, as you're talking there, I got the Utah schedule popped up here. Mm-hmm. The only thing I see is they have what two meaningful games that I can see the committee being like, oh, these were quality wins. 
on the road in the swamp. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. I, that is difficult. I take that back. Ranked or not, in the swamp is an absolute and bitch then to play on. On the road at Oregon. That's a ranked team. Now, USC, I think will USC be USC at home. USC at home will be dominant if that. I think if they can beat. I actually like this my bet less now looking at their schedule. Yeah, it, it <laughs> looks really like you're counting on them playing nobody and uh, looking at their schedule. That's not a real true nobody schedule. No, I mean you got Florida. The big games I'm just highlighting right here. Florida, we got USC, Oregon. I mean, you may see an accidental Stanford upset. I think every year Stanford fucks somebody's season up. Sounds like them. Yep. Sounds like something they would do just to be dicks. Uh, but other than that, that's the only reason why I don't like Utah. I think they have a tough schedule. I think if they lose one game, they're out. I think the Pac-12 is almost as weak as you would say the Big 12. Yeah. I think you literally can't lose a single game. Go back to the odds real quick. Let me see if I were to take another. So if I'm not taking Utah, I don't think I'm taking. I'm not. I'm not taking Oklahoma. I can't take Texas. Well, Oklahoma, I'm absolutely bullish on. I think they're. It's recency bias. I think is why this is just fucking lazy. I don't think Oklahoma's good. They lost a huge amount of kids from transfers they lost two main quarterbacks they got uh dylan gabriel from ucf i believe that's like the big stud that they got they have a new coach new everything i don't expect them to i that's an eight and four team okay maybe seven and five scroll down a little bit there yeah let me just take a little peek tennessee at 15 to one is a little tasty no fucking way I mean, not from our rooting standpoint. Uh, <laughs> Man, I hate Tennessee. <laughs> what about uh, Mark Stoops? My boy's Kentucky. I'm more like, I like Kentucky over Tennessee. Uh, I don't think they have the playmakers. Uh, you, are you, Tennessee's quarterback is going to be. So I was looking at Georgia's schedule earlier just because, like, should I have them in my. Th- is there. I feel like they have a championship hangover waiting for it to happen. I know they play Tennessee, I think, in Tennessee. I'm just going to double-check that real quick. Hate to be wrong. But also, Oregon plays Tennessee the week, start off the week. Georgia has them at home. Okay, so Tennessee at Georgia. Georgia plays at Kentucky. And that is basically their hardest road game. I feel like that Georgia-Oregon game, I believe, is a neutral site. That's usually like a... Well, so is the Florida-Georgia one. Right, okay. So they don't really have a tough road game. I might be kind of sold on Georgia now. Missouri, South Carolina. uh, Do you put a two-loss Georgia team in the playoffs? Mississippi State and Kentucky. Those are your road games? Kentucky's tough. I'm not saying, but that's the toughest, and it's the only No, but I feel like that's always the east side of the SEC. It's usually like schools filled with Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Usually, All right, well, then I want Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. And then your wild card's Miami. Miami. Hey, lock it in. Yeah. Lock it in. I'll be more than happy if Clemson or anybody else in the ACC wins. So who's your champion? It's going to be Alabama. All right, so I think we're all on the same page here. Yeah. If y'all want to know what I've been doing, every single paycheck I get from my job. Just a little deposit? I put 50 bucks on Alabama. It's my Alabama 401k, essentially. Yeah. I take a little bit out. I'm, I've been getting at plus 190, 180. 
hopefully by early January, I have a little after Christmas bonus for myself when Alabama hits. I mean, I don't know what it would take for them to not, right? Because LSU isn't isn't at the level where they're going to beat Alabama. No, not absolutely they're, not. They're not terrible. But Once not again, at... Brian Kelly's still the coach. He's an absolute dipshit. <laughs> I have zero faith in that guy. He pisses me off. It's crazy that they went from Coach O, extremely memeable and laughable and a, kind of a laughing stock in a ways, and somehow replaced him with another. Like, there's only My like family. you know five real true college laughing stock coaches, uh, and they just Mike Leach is like the founding father of well, and and Lane Kiffin. Mm, those, that's that's a good one. I mean, those are four really good candidates. And then uh, who was uh, Brady Hoke? Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. These are, these are some good choices so, for that. I did read this stat this morning, kind of looking at who could be my champion. Because I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised at the end of the year if Ohio State wins. I'm not completely counting them out. Maybe when the time comes, I head, I, I hedge a little bit. But I did read this: blue chip recruits, the average national champion each year has a. 68 to around 72% team is full of blue chip recruits. Sure. Fair. Okay. Alabama this year on the active roster has 90% blue chip recruits. Yep. That means if you think about it, there's two kids on that team that are not a four and five star athlete. Yeah. That's a fucking punter and a walk on. Well, yeah. Yeah, has to be. It's probably a... Oh, Jesus sorry. Christ, Joe. <laughs> a third-string uh, backup. No, even that kid's probably a seven-star. I mean, you got to think about that quarterback room. you got to be a four- or five-star to continue. Like, and say, I'm going to play for Alabama. They had, at one point, you got to think about it. They had Mac Jones, Hurts, Tua. Those were all four- or five-stars. Actually, I think those were all five-stars. It's true. No. Anyways... I just can't imagine a team with that much talent, even as backups, on backups, third stringers being four or five stars, then lose to an Ohio State. Nothing wrong with Ohio State. I just think that's going to be my national championship is Alabama-Ohio State. I think Alabama just mows over them. We have a very boring national championship. I kind of It's either going to be a super exciting college football year or it's going to be a super boring one. Uh. Based on my college football four, it'd be very exciting if that all came true. If Texas comes back, I, I don't even like saying those words. It haunts me a little. What's Texas's biggest home game this year? Baylor at the end. Oh, I'm sorry, Alabama week two. Oh, that's right. Bama's coming here. Yeah, week two. I'll be there. I'll be at all the home games this year. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go give to you that a one. bird's eye view of what I, I think. Got to see how bad tickets are. but I'll take you to a couple. We'll see. So next thing I kind of want to go over, and this might be – a little too early, but who knows? Heisman. Do you okay. have any thoughts on Heisman? I'm going to get the stats pulled up. Now, something I noticed this morning as I was looking at all the Heisman options I have here. Have you ever heard of an opening favorite winning the Heisman? Because right now the favorites are CJ Stroud, plus 200. Bryce Young, plus 400. And that's to go back to back. Right. That doesn't happen often. It actually it's only happened once. We got Caleb Williams, the transfer to USC from Oklahoma. You got DJ from Clemson. I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name. I'm not very good at that. And then Will Anderson has been a very 
fate like a kind of a favorite sleeper for the Heisman just what I'm seeing on the gambling side of the world but I just want to kind of go over the last five years 2017 opening favorites okay Sam Darnold <laughs> Saquon Barkley okay Lamar Jackson now this was for him to repeat uh-huh we have JT Barrett then it was Baker Mayfield and Baker did Baker won I was gonna say I, th- I thought Baker did 2018 favorites for the Heisman Jonathan Taylor Bryce Love <laughs> my favorite Jake Fromm oh boy those are your top three opening favorites well, in that's... 2018 who won Kyler Murray 2019 bad year Call of Duty <laughs> god damn it Kyler you and your phase clan alright so we had Tua as a 2019 Heisman favorite Trevor Lawrence Adrian Martinez which kind of tickles me a little bit <laughs> And then Jalen Hurts. Those were the top four favorites who won that year. Joey Burrow. Joe Burr. Joe, Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Started the legacy. 2020. This was kind of a jacked up year, let's be fair. We had Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and then the great Jamie Newman. Were the Heisman favorites. Uh, Do you know who Jamie Newman I is? I don't. Me too. No fucking clue. Okay. Devonta Smith won. Really what I'm trying to get at here, I swear to God, I never see a favorite actually win. Last year was a little different, 2021. Spencer Rattler opened up as the favorite for Oklahoma quarterback. Not even at that school anymore. He's 80 to 1 now. Where's he at now? He, he's at South Carolina, the Gamecocks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he went to the other USC. He got confused where Lincoln went. Gotcha. Then we have DJ with Clemson. Bryce Young. He was the winner last year, so let's say, hey, finally a top three finish from a top three opening favorite. Does that influence your pick right here today on who could possibly be your Heisman pick? No. I would still consider Bryce Young to be the favorite. To go back-to-back. To go back-to-back. I just think with the amount of deals and marketing now, you have to kind of factor in the marketing. Uh and you know he's getting what seven million this year. That he's getting that much. I believe that's the uh, the number uh, I'm coming to in my head. I'm pretty sure it's it's like seven million this year for Bryce Young in NIL deals, which means whoever is booking all this is putting his face out there a bunch. Oh well, um, yeah. And then after that, I would be okay with a little sprinkle here and there on DJ. And maybe Van Dyke. And then an extra little sprinkle, sprinkle on Hendon Hooker. I mean, I'm not against any of these picks. I mean, I feel like if there was a field option, I'd always take the field on these. I'm not going CJ Stroud. I'm not going Bryce Young. I think Caleb Williams is really up for his own battle here. I think he probably had a better shot of being the Oklahoma quarterback than the USC quarterback. I think he is going to struggle. Now, trying to take recent like bias out of this. Okay. Bijan Robinson is going to be a household name. He's going to have that Saquon Barkley type year where you're like, holy shit, we're going to have to pick him in the first top five picks. 
I think with Sark's offense, with this RPO, kind of a quick offense, he is set up for success. If he And he is the Texas running back, correct? He is the Texas running back. And he has better odds than Quinn Ewers. I agree with that. Quinn Ewers, there's a lot of rumors coming out saying, like, he may have struggled in practice this year. (laughs) Uh, There's a little bit of a split house. He needs to get the Tua marketing team on his side. (laughs) Just one day. Every day we're going to release one deep ball. (laughs) He won the job. Quinn won the job, but I really do believe Bijan is my favorite pick. Now, I do got two others. I think... Trayvon Henderson, the running back for Ohio State. By the way, this is going to be the year of running backs. Trayvon Henderson, Ohio State. Travion. Oh, is it Travion? Jesus, I read it wrong. Yeah. Been calling him the wrong thing. It's okay. Travion Henderson. Yep. At 34 to 1 odds. I like that. Now, I'm also feeling like, hey, a lot of people are. And Caleb this- Williams is where? Caleb Williams is a plus 600. But, but uh, where's he at? USC. The other USC. South oh, Carolina. Or, well, shit, in order South for that to happen, USC has to make the playoffs, right? For him to win the Heisman? Maybe if he throws for 7,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, and so still loses accidentally two games. I mean, there's... You're not... Games. It's weird because I guess maybe the LA money is just p- pouring in on him. But, I mean, if you're looking for the favorites, you're just going to sprinkle a bit on CJ and Bryce and call it a day? I mean, if you... Those are your two one and two seeds right there. I feel like the writers don't like giving it back to back. It's that simple because you have to do better than last year. Can Bryce do better than last year? Yeah, based on I think Alabama's <laughs> better than last year. Fair enough. Maybe the, and you know what? Like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't feel like in my lifetime it's never happened. Why would it happen this year? That's probably an awful way to look at it. Who was? I mean, the closest was what Lamar. I think Tebow was. Yeah, Tebow. Yeah. Tebow had like three pretty dope years. Yeah, he did. Oh, I, I'm aware. I remember. <laughs> so my official picks are going to be Bijan Robinson. What was it? I'm. I, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go Will Anderson. He'll be first defensive player, and I don't know however many years to win the Heisman. Do you think the Manti Teo thing gives him a little bit of edge? Like, oh, he was a defensive guy that was a Heisman. So candidate. I did watch it this weekend. Uh, I still don't see a defensive player really doing it <laughs> unless they have some sort of crazy th- thing where they score like five touchdowns on defense or, you know, an insane number of picks. Um, it's just really hard because a lot of these teams are playing really good, um, a really tough schedule and... You know, you can get these kind of numbers, defensive numbers, when you're playing, you know, some random team like San Diego State. But, you know, going against, in the, especially in the SEC, you're not playing nobodies. Right. So it's really hard to stand out on that level. Cool. I mean, what N'Kobe Dean was like incredible, like, season last year, right? And he was nowhere close. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that Adrian Hutchinson kid, he was pretty damn close. Wasn't he second in voting last year? I feel like he was only close, though, because there wasn't really a good separation on the offensive end. Like, Right. And so... It was a weaker year. I, can this be a weak year? I have, I have, I have the feeling that they're going to try to force this. They're going to try to force, like, hey, Alabama defense is the greatest of all time, and that's our leader, Will Anderson. It's all about marketing the Heisman. I guess, maybe. Yeah. 
It's possible. So right now, your champion, just want to recap everything. Your champion is Alabama. I'm assuming they beat Ohio State. Then you have Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Yep. Your wild card is going to be Miami. Correct. Heisman, your favorite right now. I'm going to hedge on my Miami pick by taking a sprinkle on DJ, a sprinkle on Tyler Van Dyke, and then an extra little sprinkle on Hendon Hooker, 60-1. to 1. That's not bad. If he brings back Rocky Top uh, to national glory, he's I mean, he's got to be up there. <laughs> if he can do it. I don't think he can, but it's Anything worth it. can happen. That's, that's why we gamble, right? That is correct. So just to recap my picks, college football playoff four, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, completely reasonable. We have Alabama beating Ohio State. Nothing creative Hey, Jordan, the 1990s called. They want their picks back. I have Nebraska talk here in a little bit. Oh, great. (laughs) 1990s really are coming back. And just give me B. John Robinson for right now as my Heisman. I think if Texas is in the Final Four, might as well have B. John in there as my Heisman. Okay. All righty. You ready for week zero football? It is absolutely the best time of the year. Sure. It's kind of like preseason football, but it actually matters. All right. We got the first game that is going to be in Dublin. Absolute weird neutral site game between Nebraska and Northwestern University. Interesting. So that's why Nebraska is favored. <laughs> that so, makes a little bit more sense. So some just some updates for Nebraska because they are heavy favorites. I, I mean, last I looked, they were at 12 and a half points as a favorite okay i think they've already jumped up to 13 maybe 13.5 13 and a half yep 13 and a half now i'll tell you right now joe i got this at 12 and a half yesterday i've already locked it in <laughs> does nebraska still have adrian martinez for the ninth adrian martinez is no longer there you just beat me to the punch guess who is <laughs> i have no idea casey thompson longhorn quarterback of last year oh now also Trying to separate some bias here. Okay. I hated Casey Thompson. I Interesting. was wrongfully hating a guy that I had no knowledge of why he was playing so piss poor. Did you know in the Oklahoma game, when uh-huh. they came back and won, he broke his hand? I did not. I had... And he continued to play with it. Did not bring it up the entire time. So Okay. Isn't the Oklahoma game like the last game of the year, though? Nope. We're always in the middle of the season. Okay. Actually, during ACL, week one, or weekend two, I believe. They do the Oklahoma game during ACL? Absolutely insane if you go there during that day. <laughs> Let me tell you. There's all kinds of partying if they win. If they lose, it is about 150,000 people that are sad and depressed. Okay. So it just depends. I have never been there for weekend two, but I've heard wonderful stories when we have one. I've heard every single story when they've lost. Nothing like hearing Radiohead on a... OU victory day mm. and you're just talk about depressed on depressed on depressed see normally I would like try to play the antagonist and like root against UT but I do love it here in Austin and I definitely don't like any of the other big 12 teams so I guess from that I'm now a UT fan in a way yeah you should be I mean it's okay I it's okay to like us everybody else hates us but that's that just comes with the territory. Okay. Now let me tell you, Casey Thompson still 
last year had the most passing touchdowns in the Big 12 with a broken hand. He had over 2,000 uh, passing yards. Basically was an absolute stud with a broken hand. Did he have a lot of turnovers? Yes, but like I said. Well, that's right. Wasn't Texas always playing like a 62-62 to 62 game? Yep. <laughs> okay. So I think he needs to prove himself. I think Scott Frost is absolutely on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, his seat cannot get any hotter. Yep. I think if he loses this game, he might not come back. He might be stuck in Dublin. Oof, that would be tough. Now, like I said, I got this at 12.5 yesterday. It's at 13.5. I don't like that number. But I do kind of want to go over some trends with you here. Okay. The Nebraska versus Northwestern series. Nebraska has won 6-5 and five in the last 11 years. 4-7 and seven against the spread. This is the second time Nebraska has played out of the country. Last time they played was in 1992 against Kansas State in Tokyo. They did win by 15 points in. I know that has no relevance now, but hey, something to think about. <laughs> something to think about with the trends. Nebraska versus... <laughs> Nebraska versus Kansas State in 1992 must have been an absolute electric battle. Wow. <laughs> I, would, I would have been like five years old then. I can't believe I missed out. I don't even think I was a thought. That was back in the days of uh, Tim Shinga, Biaka Batuka. <laughs> so, Nebraska, I'm sorry, Northwestern has never played outside the U.S. This will be a first for them. Now, as dogs against the spread, four and six. Straight up, clearly two and eight. Not, not that bad of a... But as double-digit dogs, one and two against the spread, and then against the spread at neutral sites, their own one. Okay. I don't like this number at all now at 13 and a half. Earlier, I was thinking by. I like the 12 and a half. I don't like 13 and a half. I don't. So this uh, leads. Uh, we haven't discussed this yet. You don't know this about me, but um, one of the things that you would maybe call a Joe bet is the 13 point teaser for football. <laughs> I am all about it. I do it very often. You do four teams, you get 13 and a half points, and it comes out to like minus 120, right? You seem like the guy that crosses zero. Crosses zero? Yeah. What do you mean? And the teasing laws in the Bible somewhere. Can't cross zero. Oh, I would definitely. 100%. Okay. Just curious. Um, But in a situation like this, in a a game where it's, you know, across... Nebraska blowing out Northwestern seems a little unlikely. So putting that on and getting Northwestern plus 26 and a half, that means Northwestern basically has to lose by four touchdowns. That feels better than doing a Nebraska money line, right? Because if you do the Nebraska money line, then you're getting into Tristan bet territory. That is an absolute Tristan, quote unquote, Tristan bet. That is correct. And we did not explain this uh, last episode, but a Tristan bet is anything basically I would say minus 400 or more on a single event. So he will commonly risk, you know, $2,000 to win 200 on some random soccer game. And then they end up like having like an 89th minute equalizer and a team like Celtic loses to Hearts of Midlothian, which is a crazy team name in Scotland. (laughs) And he ends up losing a lot of money. Uh, this betting Nebraska minus 500 or 550, whatever it was, 
absolute degen move no reason to do that but that's what tristan does so i brought up the the numbers on bets looks like the money has gone towards northwestern opened it for 590 and it has gone to minus 500 even yeah, though you look 62 percent of the money is on it i'm looking at it this way so on the spread, 47%, 53%, 47% on Nebraska, 53% is on Northwestern. Fairly split for the most part, about 3% or 6% differential. Okay. But 77% of the ticket or the money is actually on Nebraska at minus 12 and a half. That's what I got it at. Right. I can't believe Which it's means the, whole the public point. is betting Nebraska. Some would say the public's betting on Northwestern with 53% of the tickets. There just happens to be bigger bets. No, less. Uh, the smaller, bigger tickets means that's sharp, sharp money. Sharp money? Yeah, yeah. I believe. That's, I mean, are the shops, sharps were pretty damn good. I'm sticking with my minus 12 and a half. If that number gets to 14, 14 and a half, I'm going to try to middle it. Okay. I'm going to try to middle it. I'm going to keep an eye on that. But as of right now, my absolute locked-in pick is minus 12.5. If you get the opportunity, I know week zero, some books are weird. They don't let you buy down points. Some, My books didn't even let me tease week zero. Really? One of them did. I have a very, very sketchy bookie that <laughs> let me buy down a point. But any picks on this, Joe? I would tease it up to 14.5 and, and just take Northwestern. Buy the points of 14 and a half. See, that's where I'm leading. I might, I might buy minus. It's probably going to be minus 140. Um, and just put that in a little teaser and go from there. Cool. On to the next game. We got Wyoming at Illinois. This isn't anything crazy. This is actually in Illinois. Any first thoughts you see right here? Let me go back to the book. Uh, only that uh, if you are truly betting on Wyoming and Illinois, then, uh, well, you're one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Welcome this, to the degenerate club. This is week zero football. If you're not gambling on this, get the fuck out. Yeah, but also, you know, I always have to remind myself, Joe, you don't need to bet on everything. <laughs> that's, that's how I've uh, avoided uh, being a gambler, uh, a degenerate uh, gambler needs but to call Joe, hotlines. You can't win if you don't play. That is also true. Excellent point. I'm back in. Let's See, do it. All right. When I t- looked at this earlier this morning, I saw it at nine and a half. Illinois. It's already at ten and a half. Now, this got weird. I'm gonna go over some trends with you with Wyoming. Wyoming versus the Big Ten. Straight up, one and nine. The last time they won a against a Big Ten team was in 1986. Now, other interesting fact. Wyoming has never won a road game versus a Power 5 conference. Or, I'm sorry, they've won one road game versus a Power 5 conference in their lifetime. Ole Miss in 2005. <laughs> Illinois trends. Illinois versus... The Mountain West, 5-4-1 against the spread. I'm sorry, 4-5-1 against the spread, and straight up 5-4-1. Now, specifically against Wyoming in their lifetime, they are 6-1 straight up and 5-2. And oh, I'm sorry. We're looking at the wrong numbers here. Illinois opening weeks, week 0, week 1s, they are straight up 
in the last seven years. Against the spread, they're 5-2 and two to open up the season. Their two against the spread losses was against Fresno State, and that was the Derek Carr and Devontae Adams years. Hopefully they didn't come off too confusing. That's correct. Uh, I mean, man, I guess you take Illinois down to nine and a half and you just hope that it goes chalk. Well, this morning I locked it up at nine and a half. And now it's I do and half. like Wyoming. I think they've started to build a program in the Mountain West. As goofy as that sounds. But the other pick I really do like that has not moved and looks like it's going to get higher is the under 43 and a half it's at plus 100 so the juice is definitely leaning towards this is going to be like 44 maybe 44 and a half keep an eye out on that it looks like it's going to move that way i like the under already at 43 and a half this game i feel like wyoming is going to run the ball defensive trenches all that good stuff basically it's going to be a very low scoring game i can imagine this realistically being like a 17 to 10 type game or, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Cool. 21 to 10 type game. That makes me nervous about taking minus 9.5 is it just takes a random stupid field goal or a random score at the end, and now you've lost a game where Illinois is probably ahead the whole time. Yeah, that's good old-fashioned backdoor cover. If you like the under, I feel like you tease, maybe just get a, a six-point tease or something involved where you get to like 16.5. Or seven point tees, seventeen and a half, and then you could ride with Wyoming. If you like Wyoming, I I'll be honest, I know nothing about either of these two teams. Um, I'm just talking about from a gambling strategy. You know, if you like the under, I feel like there's a better chance you should maybe go ride with Wyoming. You know what? Let me switch my pick then, because I was leaning Illinois. I don't think Illinois is that great this year. I think they're going to have a very tough time. I think they drew like Ohio State and Michigan out of the, what are they called, the legends? I don't think they call them that anymore. But anyways, give me Wyoming plus 10.5 since it's already moved that direction. And give me the under at 43.5 right now. I will probably tweet out some more picks about this later in life to kind of really sink it in and lock it in. You could do a three-team seven-point tease, get Wyoming 17.5 to under (laughs) 50.5. And then, you know, I don't know, Alabama versus whoever. Joe, with teasers, you're only teasing yourself. Uh, I don't know. I, I I like a good tease. Hey, what can I say? Who doesn't? All right, let's get to the next game. Any picks on that before I go on? Uh, nope. Cool. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to bet every game. <laughs> well, I'm looking down here. There's some more games here that I'm like, um. <laughs> this is actually probably going to be my favorite one to talk about. UConn and Utah State. Okay. UConn is going to Utah. Now UConn is hot garbage. Yes. Do you know who their new coach is? No. Jim Mora. Isn't that an upgrade from whoever they've had previously? I don't think it matters. Jim Mora used to be a Atlanta Falcons head coach. UCLA head coach Mm -hmm. for, what, eight years? Yeah, long time. This sounds like a really... So you're saying a really experienced coach goes to a program that... Lacks really anything identity-wise. Do you know what this sounds like to me? Do you ever watch those Hallmark movies where, I don't know, the guy's a drunk, he gets into trouble, he assaults somebody, gets a Dewey, who knows? Then he goes to a judge, and the judge just has this creative punishment for you. Like, Jim, you either do six months in jail, 
or you'd be the head football coach of UConn football. That is what this sounds like. I don't know why Jim Moore is in this situation. Sounds like he could have picked up a better job. Interesting. Uh, what do we know about Utah State? Does it matter? I mean, I think they won the Mountain West last year. Okay. They're defending champs. Okay, so they are the defending champs. Okay. Yeah. So, so this makes sense. We are playing a game where UConn is a 27-point dog on the road. This is what I actually, in my notes, highlighted the Tristan bet. Money line, Utah State. Minus 35,000. 100. Is it, no. Minus 3,500. Well, I'm an idiot. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Saw too many zeros. Yeah, so I imagine Tristan placing $3,500 to, to win 100. 100. Yeah, this is my Tristan bet. There's no way Utah State's going to lose if you want a quick, easy 100 bucks. I don't know that easy risking 3,500, uh, 35 to one odds is, uh, easy per se. Um, yes, I, I think Utah state is going to wax Connecticut. So just going to go on the trends. Utah state is on their opening games, five and one against the spread as well as straight up. Okay. UConn. Not good. I don't think they have one. A opening game in like five years. Yeah, haven't won, haven't covered. They look like shit all the time. Now, is this a come up? Is this going to be a build? Who knows? I like the 27 and a half. That's an absolute D-Gen number. I will take that. I'm also going to take the under of 59 and a half. Key reason is, I don't think UConn scores. I don't think Utah State scores enough. Yeah, I think I like the under 59.5 too because, I mean, I could see Utah State winning 35-3, to and that's good enough for them. They keep everyone healthy. Maybe they have a good opponent week two where they're going to rest their starters halfway through. Exactly. I mean, this is absolutely a tune-up game for the Mountain West defending champs of Utah State. I, I personally, if I had an exact score prediction, 55 to nothing. Okay, so hear me out. Here with the tees. All right, let's tease it up. 13.14 tees. Utah State minus 14.5. Okay. Under 72.5. <laughs> you get Wyoming plus 23.5. And, and you get the under. What is that? 13, uh, 56.5 for the Wyoming, Illinois. And that's minus 120. Sounds like free money. I mean, that's not... What is that, risk 40 to win 32? I mean, we're not talking, you know, crazy amounts here. I usually stay away from anything too crazy. Typically, the max I'll go on a 13-team one is 100. Or 120 to win 100. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's... Or 140, sorry, the 13 one is is, is 140. I just don't believe the Vegas will have a mistake that big of 13 and a half points. That sounds pretty... Likely, I actually don't mind this game at all. I don't like teasers, but that one sounds pretty tasty. Sounds pretty tasty. It's, uh, it's worth a nibble. All right. What else you got? We got Charlotte at Florida Atlantic. Pass. All right. Is it Willie Taggart? <laughs> is that well, actually, passing? reminding me that I could bet against Willie Taggart does make this a little bit more tempting, but 
I don't know anything about Charlotte, so... I don't know anything about Charlotte either, but let me tell you, plus seven and a half, I don't like that line. Um, I really like that line for the Charlotte's sake. I'm not going to pick the favorite at minus seven and a half ever. I just feel like there's more exciting games that we could... Uh, there's only seven we can gamble on. Is there really only seven games this, this that Saturday? we can gamble on? To be fair, we can't gamble on the Florida State Week Zero game because they're playing Duke, Duke Duquesne. Duquesne. So, and then the other one was Austin P against who was it? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, there's some games we just can't. Who is bet. Vanderbilt so playing? Seven. Vanderbilt is going to be playing. I'm sorry, I went the wrong way. Hawaii. Oh, Vanderbilt, Hawaii. But here, real wow. quick, just to lock in my pick for the Charlotte 49ers at Florida Atlantic. Sure. Give me Charlotte plus seven and a half. Yeah, take the points. Why not? Got to take the points. Hell, they can keep them. I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line there. Okay. Now, an absolute Texas battle. It's huge. Okay. North Texas against... University of Texas, El Paso, UTEP. Okay. They're in El Paso. It's a long way from home for North Texas. I've lived in Texas for a year and a half. I think I know where El Paso is. I, I'm i pretty sure it's in the top left, but uh, it's it's a long way away from Austin. I know that. It is as far as west you can get in the state of Texas. You're basically in New Mexico, basically Mexico. Aren't you also, yeah, basically in Mexico? You're in old and new Mexico, all combined okay. together. That being said, North Texas has lost three straight road openers. I don't think that there should but be they're favorites. favored on the road? I exactly. I think this is a mistake by the books. Now, to be fair, and I see where they're going with this, the last three matchups between North Texas and University of Texas El Paso... North Texas won by a couple points each game. The last three games have gone to North Texas. I think at some point the streak is going to be broken. I know this isn't usually what I do with trends. I think it's going to go UTEP. I think UTEP wins. You don't just go into the Sun Bowl and take a W away from UTEP. That's everybody knows that. Okay. It goes Big House, DKR, UTEP Sun Bowl. No Death Valley, huh? No Death Valley. Okay. UTEP Sun Bowl. <laughs> Easy. Okay. Right, I, I already have, uh, I'm already working on another tease here, so continue. <laughs> I haven't even looked at Nevada, New Mexico State. I just know New Mexico State is basically Yukon, but in New Mexico, don't even think about it. It's going to be, I'm taking Nevada minus eight and a half. Okay. Not even going to think about it. Just, just do it. It makes sense. That's an easy 10 point beat down. Okay. Then the next one. This is the closing game of the night. Vanderbilt at Hawaii. A SEC East team against Hawaii. Any thoughts? Well, Vanderbilt has been uh, rumored to be uh, about to be thrown out of the SEC. Um, So they got something to fight for. They definitely have something to fight for. However, Hawaii, I mean, that style, it just makes it seem like if Hawaii just puts up points, they're going to cover this. And Vanderbilt's not really legendary defense. Like, are they supposed to? You heard that their coach said that they are going to win the SEC this year, right? <laughs> I did not. At SEC media, like media day, Vanderbilt coach, I don't really give a shit to know his name. He out loud said Vanderbilt will win an SEC title. This year. 
this year, next year, the future. I think he went on a whole spree about it. Interesting. I like the confidence. Love it. Honestly, it's not enough confidence for me to bet on Vanderbilt. But uh, here's my thing. Eight and a half is a very tasty number for the 13-point tees. Ooh. You can get Hawaii plus three touchdowns and still win your bet at home. I don't know. That seems to me a little bit tastier than going Vanderbilt minus eight and a half. I don't like the eight and a half. I don't like Vanderbilt minus. I don't actually like Vanderbilt at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. They can go fuck themselves. All right. So... I already actually wrote down in my notes, and I've already placed the bet, Hawaii plus six and a half yesterday. And it's it has and already jumped now. up two points since I've looked at it yesterday. Is Hawaii have some sort of two points is a lot for to jump up this early? I mean, it's college football. There's, without a major there injury, there's so many. Now, if there's no major injury, I mean, I'm taking that 13 point tease, and I'm throwing in uh, North Texas. Yeah, plus plus eleven and a half off North Texas. You said those games are always close. But North Texas usually wins, so get plus an 11.5 off that. And then, you know, pair it with two other ones that you like. I, damn it, Joe, that's really smart. Minus 140. Minus 140? 140 wins 100. I like it. Yeah, no, I get it. And in order for you to lose, you have to be wrong basically by two touchdowns. It's very hard to do. Even for Vegas standards, that's... It can be done. <laughs> Trust me, I have some experiences. <laughs> that's what uh, I say. If, it definitely if can be teasers, done. You're only teasing yourself. Correct. Uh, yeah. No, I just think a mass amount of people are betting on Vanderbilt. That's why the numbers jump so damn high. 70% of the money, 66% of the bets. Look, I'm actually putting a reasonable size bet on plus eight and a half now. I'm also sprinkling some money on the money line plus 280. Okay. Let's see. Do they have the over, under, uh, the under 15, under 95% of the money is on the under. Oh, that's not the Hawaii game. No, that's no. the one above. It actually looks pretty even there. 55% of the money is on the under, 45 is on the over, 53 and a half. Ooh, People wait. bet under in a Hawaii game? Let's see. What kind of maniacs are out there? Do you also, I also think Vanderbilt going to Hawaii might throw them off. There might be too much fun there. I mean, a bunch of kids in Tennessee, they don't get to see this kind of stuff. No. They don't get that weather. They don't. Might have too much fun. It's like a bowl game, basically. <laughs> it is a very good bowl game. Yeah, start I would love to have a bowl game in Hawaii. God, imagine getting a bowl game and you end up in, like, Boise. I think I was in the Bahamas once when they had a Bahama, like a... They have some the sort Bahama of, Bowl? Yeah, whatever it's called, the Bahama Bowl. Uh, and, like, there was, like... 150 people in the stadium. Absolutely electric. Everybody's yeah. missing out. I mean, why would you go to a fucking football game if you're in the Bahamas? That, well, that's the thing. is We were, so we were on a cruise, stupid. and it was like... Uh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> All right. So, any thoughts on this? I know you've had a teaser there. Yeah, I, I just think uh, that would be one I would look to throw because the 8.5 means you're getting 21.5. So, again, Hawaii would have to lose at home by more than three touchdowns to Vanderbilt. The mighty powerful Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, I'm with I mean, you, unless there's some sounds... sort of like uh, massive last minute COVID or injury thing with Hawaii. 
I think I'm just rolling with that. Well, if anything happens, we will tweet out our picks. Yes. Officially lock them in, but I already have some bets locked in, so I will at least want to spread the awareness on that. All right. So I think that kind of wraps up college football for right now. What cool. do you think, Joe? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think later in the week we'll start to do some more NFL um, and uh, maybe see if any of these lines have changed since our last uh, podcast. But, uh, yeah, very excited to have college football back. Yeah, it's one of the best times of the year. I mean, really, at the end of the day, Florida State, Texas, Alabama. Right now we're all tied with the same record. We're owing That's correct. It's anybody's year, except for it's really not. I mean, if Florida State can get by Duquesne, we will be on pace to be a national champion. One step at a time. How do you eat an elephant? Go Knowles. All righty. Well, guys, if you liked us, listen to us. uh, Follow us on Twitter. We are at Goofs and Gambles. G-O-O-F-S-N-G-A-M-B-L-E-S. We are posting all of our official plays on here. Feel free to give us a follow. Honestly, if you don't like anything we said here, let us know on Twitter. It's okay. We'll I like to argue with people. Free refund. Absolutely, yeah. All of our p- picks are free. That's So correct. we will refund you anything we say and what we lose. Yep. With exactly that. All right. Cool. Uh, we'll see you later in the week. God bless. You have a great day today.